Welcome, loyal listeners, to another episode of Eclectic Full Contact Theater's splendid satirical saunter down memory lane to those thrilling days of yesteryear, Throwing Shade. Remember, if you love the adventures of the Shade and the Vamp, head over to Patreon at www.patreon.com EFCT and become a subscriber for all sorts of exclusive Shade rewards. And now, sit back, relax, and enjoy eclectic full-contact theater's throwing shade. Chicago, 1935. In a city rife with crime and corruption, a hero emerges. The shade, who rushes in where fools fear to tread, with predictable results... Luckily for Chicago, there's the vamp. Female crime fighter replete with all the skill and talent the shade lacks. Though, let's be honest, that's a pretty low bar. Theodore Rockwell, go get him reporter for the Chicago Gazette Times Herald, is the shade. Ably assisted by his partner, Wednesday morning, aka the vamp. Can the Shade save Chicago from crime? Can the Vamp save the Shade from himself? Can one man's uncanny ability to wear dark clothing protect an entire city from the darkness that lurks in the hearts, minds, and unlit rooms of men? Find out in this week's episode, Overexposure. And true to form, we have another new sponsor. While it is true that fly-by-night airlines did save people from a considerable amount of money on air travel, a scandal rocked the tiny company when it was revealed that their pilots were drinking on the job, thanks to prohibition no longer being in effect. That wasn't the main problem, however. It turns out the general public was incensed because the pilots weren't sharing with the passengers. Fly by Night learned a hard lesson that the American people will not be content to put up with poor service, cramped traveling conditions, a lack of amenities, and rude treatment just to save a few dollars. So we here at Throwing Shade are proud to welcome our new sponsors, Bowser University the first veterinary medicine correspondence course. Bowser U. Long-distance learning that's truly a cut above. The story so far. The Squeezebox Bandits, Lawrence Welp and Esther Prim, are still on the run after escaping capture by the Shade and the Vamp. Realizing that the Bandits were donating their ill-gotten gains to charity to help the less fortunate, our heroes haven't been too aggressive in tracking down the hidden criminals. The same could not be said for New York hero Captain Luminous, who came to Chicago to show up the city, and our darkened duo by capturing the squeeze-box bandits. However, Captain Luminous's methods were both misdirected, misinformed, and just plain mean and he was sent packing back to the Big Apple, revealed as the fraud he was. 
while his mantle was taken up by his long-suffering sidekick, Miss Luna Libel. Oh, we're not doing that again. Who had gained confidence while working with the Shade. The Shade, in turn, may have gotten his eyes a little more open to some less-than-helpful attitudes. Everyone caught up? Good, because these are really long sentences. And now, on to our story. Act 1, Scene 1. Life's a trip. A wet day gets worse for Theo and Wednesday. It was a dark day in the city of Big Shoulders. Storm clouds hung low over the skyline, and rain fell in hard sheets that soaked the pavement and robbed the citizens of their ability to drive like intelligent adults. On, get a move on! But, but, it's raining! Oh, nerds! The inclement weather destroyed marriages before they even started. What do you mean you didn't reserve an indoor space for our outdoor wedding as a backup? Now, sweetheart, Snooky, baby cakes, there's no reason to be upset. My mother says rain on the wedding day is good luck. Still feel lucky? Ma, she hit me! But while the rain was a source of consternation and anger for most, there was one place in the city where it was instead a source of joy and celebration. Wrigley Field. As your manager, I just want to say congratulations, boys. <laughs> we rained out! And you know what that means? We didn't lose! But on one street corner, the rain was dampening a lad's spirits and his clothes. Extra, extra, read all about it! Shade and vamp failed to apprehend squeeze box bandits! According to sources, they may be in cahoots! And related news, headline writers using more puns! Extra, extra! Hey, paper mister? Here you go, Sonny! Thanks, mister. That was my last paper. Good. You should get inside. You'll catch your death. No can do, lady. Gotta head to my other job one corner down. Shoe shine! Shoe shine! Who wants a shoe shine? A shoe shine? In this rain? Sure. I use wax in the polish, so no matter how much rain comes down, your shoes stay nice and shiny. I used it on my shoes, see? Three weeks and the water still beads. That's amazing. Mm -hmm. That's certainly a new finish, young man. You should patent that. Thanks, mister. Gotta run. Shoe shine, shoe shine. Now that's a kid with a lot of gumption. Funny, his shins didn't look that gummy to me. Hello? Anybody home? If you're going to ignore everything I say, I insist on a proposal first. What? He speaks. Don't do that. I still haven't gotten over my mother's visit and her attempts at matchmaking. That makes two of us. But what gives with the silent treatment? Sorry, Wednesday. I was caught up in this headline. It suggests the Shade and the Vamp let the Squeezebox bandits get away because we're in on it with them. Who'd print a story like that? The Chicago Blower. Never heard of it. 
Must be new. It is. Brand new. The ink's still wet. Well, it is raining. I can't believe we're being maligned by some rag with only one name. Who's the reporter? It doesn't say. What kind of reporter doesn't have a byline? We can do some digging at the office. But let's get out of this rain before my keys rust. I have a bad feeling about this Wednesday. Theo, don't worry. Who's going to believe a made-up story in a third-rate paper by a person without the courage to put his name to it? Act 1, Scene 2. Down the John. Theo and Wednesday get a visit from an old frenemy. A little while later, at the offices of the Chicago Gazette Times-Herald, our slowly drying heroes would get their answer. I knew it! I always knew the shade and the vamp were bad news! Morning. Aren't you going to type that? Um, why, Mr. Clements? I mean, I made a play on words. I'm a newspaper editor. I said they were bad news. You always type Rockwells up. Oh, well, sure. Gee, Chief, I always thought they were good news, considering all the exclusives we got out of them. I'm sorry, I can't give you credit for that. It's really just reusing Mr. Clemens. I expect more from you, Rockwell. I am a victim of my own talent. I want you two to run this story down and find out if it's true. I don't like anyone breaking stories ahead of us, especially about anyone who we have exclusive access to. So find out who wrote it. I believe I can help with that. No! John Duche, Chicago Blower. We know who you are, Duche. Wait, did you say Chicago Blower? That's right. After that unfortunate incident with the mayor, my old paper, instead of recognizing that I was the victim, acted as if the whole thing had been the result of improper behavior on my part. Shocking. I don't know where they could have gotten that idea. Aside from it being true. Truth is subjective. But since they were too cowardly to stand behind my journalistic integrity... Can't stand behind what doesn't exist. They fired me. But that gave me the opportunity to start my own paper. The Chicago Blower. It's a one-man operation. That way, I can be sure of the product's quality. That explains all the spelling mistakes. Correct spelling and grammar are elitist. I'm a man of the masses. You know what Alexander Hamilton said about the masses. Masses are- As interesting as this isn't, Duché, why are you here? Simple. Since this paper is closely connected to these criminal vigilantes, I feel it only fair to warn you that I intend to expose the identities of both the Shade and the Vamp, and take down anyone associated with them. What? Why would you do that? They're a menace. I'm thinking of the good of society. So it has nothing to do with the fact that they helped expose you as a sneaky, amoral sham? Tomato, tomato. If you think that I or anyone else associated with this paper is going to kowtow to blackmail, you've got another thing coming. 
good for you, Mr. Clemens. I will tell you right now, Duché, that I will do everything to stand in your way of exposing and destroying the shade and the vamp. Bravo, Chief. Because if anybody's gonna do that, it's gonna be us. Right, what? Clarence Clemens isn't gonna be scooped by a nobody printing some rag in his basement that isn't fit to wrap the day's catch in. Ha! Shows what you know. I print it in my attic. Uh, Chief, you may want to calm down. Think about what you're... If you want to go toe-to-toe with the Gazette Times Herald, then you're on. We're gonna bury you, Sonny Jim. But don't worry, we'll run a tasteful obituary. Now get out of my office! You'll rue the day you messed with John Duchesne. Wednesday. How could you? I can't help it. It rhymed in iambic pentameter. At least somebody here recognizes talent. What do you say, dollface? Why not quit this nowhere job and sign on with me? The pay may not be much right now, but I can guarantee the perks will be worth it. I have a feeling the benefit package isn't as large as you make out. Don't you want to work with a real man? Oh, did you hire one? Have it your own way, toots. Let's see you crack wise after I take over this paper and run this town. John, I say this with all the respect in the world. I wouldn't trust you to run a bath. Thank you, Morning. My pleasure, Rockwell. What part of get out of my office was unclear? I'm going. But you haven't heard the last of me. No matter what you throw at him, Duché always comes out smelling sweet. Rockwell! Morning! Jumpin' Jehoshaphat, Chief, we're in the room! I need you to find out who the Shade and the Vamp are before he does. I want to see the look on his face when we break the story! Uh, Chief, that's a bad idea. The Shade and the Vamp have done a lot of good for Chicago. Unless Duchesne's right and they're in league with the Squeezebox Bandits! They're not. How do you know? Um... Women's intuition? Women's intuition? Yeah. In other words, Wednesday told me. I what? I mean, I did. Well, excuse me for not trusting the inner workings of the female mind, such as it is. You need to get to the bottom of this before John Duché. Now, Amps Gray! Right, Chief. You can count on us. Now what? This is terrible. I have to admit, I wasn't expecting John to be back in journalism this soon. That douche leaves a bad taste in my mouth. Agreed. I think we're going to need help with this one. Help from people in high places. You mean that law firm on the 12th floor? No, Theo. I mean help from people with power. (gasps) Brilliant idea, Wednesday. We'll get ComEd to shut off electricity to his attic, and he'll never be able to print that paper! The mayor, Theo. We go ask for help from the mayor. He owes us. That's an even better idea. I assume we'll visit him as the Shade and the Vamp? Theo, you know what happens when you assume, don't you? You take a supposition as fact based on past experience, logical reasoning, or personal bias. Exactly. Let's go. Act 1, Scene 3. 
Duchet's private dicks. John enlists minions. While our heroes were on their way to City Hall in the rain. Pick up the pace, numbskull! It's just rain! You sure you don't want me to drive? After what you did to my transmission the last time- Look, I just don't understand why we need all those gears. Shifting should just happen automatically. That's a ridiculous idea! John Duchet was enlisting assistance from friends in decidedly lower places. Yeah? What do you want? Then you better not be selling encyclopedias, because we ain't got no more room for no more encyclopedias. Did somebody say encyclopedias? No, I mean, I said encyclopedias, but this guy ain't selling them. At least not if he knows what's good for him. No, that's a shame. I've only got two sets. I was hoping to complete a triumvirate. I told you before, no matter how good you is at biking and swimming, you ain't never gonna finish a triumvirate until you learn to run faster. Now, can I get back to finding out what this Goomba wants? Hello, little man. Is that who I think it is? Hold on. John Duchet? It is you? Hold on a minute. Come on in. I see Fat Boy hasn't put in that lower peephole yet. He keeps insisting, but seriously, how would he recognize anyone? I'm telling you, I never forgot a kneecap. And he'd never get any exercise. Running up and down the ladder is beneficial for his cardiovascular system as well as his metabolism. This from a guy who likes an after-dinner meal. To what do we owe the pleasure of this visit, John? I need to hire you, too. That's what I like to hear. Clams, lettuce. Now I want a seafood stallion. What's the caper? Mmm, capers. If you could hold off on the gastronomy for a moment... And you two say I'm dumb. Fat man wasn't talking about stars and such. Ignore him. Way ahead of you. I need you to tell someone. Well, two someones. You come to the right place. Absolutely. Personal surveillance is well within our wheelhouse. We got a wheelhouse? Who are the subjects you wish us to reconnoiter? Theodore Rockwell, Wednesday morning. Sorry, no can do. What? Why not? Yeah, why not? We got that thing Wednesday morning, you know? The top secret thing we don't talk about? You mean your elocution lessons? Hey, how many times I gotta tell you to stay stum on the electrocution thingy? There's nothing to be ashamed about learning to talk better. Did wonders for me. Now I don't sound silly when I talk. <laughs> Fellas, I don't need you to tell them on Wednesday morning. The one guy's name is Theodore Rockwell, and his lady assistant is named Wednesday Morning. Ain't that that reporter fella and the girl with the typewriter on her neck? The same. Sorry, no can do. Now what? For that, our remuneration would have to increase at least twofold. Fat boy's right. The New Moon Station would need two more folds. What are you talking about? I'm not really sure. Those two are personal friends of the Shade and the Vamp. 
If we tail them, chances are we'll run into those two nocturnal do-gooders. We enjoy our position as private eyes on the fringe of respectability, and we don't want to jeopardize that by running afoul of the shade and the vamp. Yeah, we don't want to run with foul, and our leopard's eyes are on the fringes, what he said. I'll pay whatever you want. I'm hoping these two lead you to the shade and the vamp, because I want to find out their secret identities. With our help? Exactly. You'll have a hand in ridding the city of their interference. Think of the fame. Infamy. That's what I'm afraid of. What? That they'll have it in for me, especially the vamp. We'll do it. Excellent. But our fee has quadrupled. You drive a hard bargain, fat boy. I thought you drove a Studebaker. We can't pass up a historic opportunity like this. Besides, with all that extra cash, think of all the encyclopedias I could buy. I never liked you, John. We'll return to throwing shade in a moment. But first, a word from our sponsor. Friends, do you feel like your life is going nowhere? Are you depressed by the depression? Wishing there was some way for you to get off the breadline and start a lucrative, stock market crashing through the floor-proof career? Then Bowser University is for you. Bowser University is the finest veterinary medicine correspondence school in the country. And our simple 156-step program guarantees that if you complete our course, you will have a certificate to show for it. When you sign up for Bowser University's veterinary correspondence course, you will receive everything you need in order to further your studies including tools, step-by-step -step instructions, and abundant cleaning supplies. Animals not included. And Bowser University is affordable. Pay only a few dollars a week for as long as it takes. Don't have a real mailing address because the economy has you out on the street? That's all right. Just provide our offices with a street corner you can be reliably found at, more often than not. And our delivery professionals will just hang around until you show up. Because they're on the street as well. Refusing to pay a living wage is how we keep costs low. So sign up today at any Breadline or Welfare office and see your dreams of overcharging pet owners for simple medical procedures come true. And now, a few words from other important personages. Vamp, come quick. What is it, Shane? Is someone in danger? There sure is, Vamp. Businesses and theater companies across the country are falling victim to sagging sales and empty seats. We're facing an economic catastrophe worse than the last economic catastrophe. Oh no! We have to do something! We should take to the streets, find clues, interrogate suspects. Sell advertising. Right, sell what? Businesses and theater companies can buy ad space with us, Vamp, on Throwing Shade. They'll reach thousands of discerning, law and order loving comedy stars. 
comedy-starved listeners from coast to coast. I understand they can listen to us on something called a podcast. Yes, that's true. You can hear us wherever these podcasts are broadcast. What does podcast mean, Shane? I haven't the faintest idea. Maybe growing peas? Ooh, maybe that's the world peas I keep hearing everyone striving for. I'm ignoring that. Mm-hmm. It sounds like advertising with us could rescue these businesses and theater companies. And save their bottom line. The rates are incredibly affordable. Well, there is a depression. Really? I'm quite happy. Get in touch with Eclectic Full Contact Theater at info at eclectic-theater.com. Say goodnight, Shade. Good night, Shade. And now, back to throwing shade. Overexposed. Act 2, Scene 1. Stiff competition. The tallies rise again. Theo and Wednesday made their way to City Hall, clothed as the Shade and the Vamp, stealthily entering the mayor's office through an open window. Misty always left the window open. Good thing I carry plenty of band-aids. Where they were given the runaround by the mayor's new secretary, Rosa Honeysuckle. Jules, stop running around. Stand still and let me hit you. Oh, why is she hitting us with that broom? Salir bandidos negros. I think she thinks we're intruders. Don't worry, vamp. I'll handle this. Yo soy the shade. Oh. Donde esta el mayor? Oh. Oh! I speak English, and I know who you are, and I am just sick and tired of you breaking all of my windows, you payosos! You can step in any time, you know. You seem to be handling this very well. You know, maybe we should come back when the mayor's here. What do you think? Vamanos! That's what I call a clean sweep. Good one! While the Shade and the Vamp were discovering that you truly can't fight City Hall, across town, a lively conversation was taking place in a hard-to-find location. Well, me fine offspring, what have you accomplished today? Tell me tales of successful criminality. Well, da. The boys and me, we had plans to set up a counterfeiting ring in the basement of the little man on the boat. On account of how you're always saying we need to learn to make money? So we went out and got all the equipment. Where did you find counterfeiting equipment? Turns out, Squinty Greenberg is retiring, so he sold us all his gear. Top of the line, da. That must have cost a pretty penny. We got it for a song, literally. Hi, <laughs> Squinty loves Porksword's voice. So we set everything up downstairs and we're ready to start making big money. Which is exactly what these numbskulls did. Go on, tell him. Tell me what? We made big money, all right. Almost two inches too big. Turns out Squinty retired because his eyesight's failing. And he made the plates the wrong size. Poor Big Willie here almost got nicked by in cigarettes. To fitter a bit around the gallery, Hartel Arashul, Nisatani Dumas, Benia Marola del Machun, Fidigat Gakishik Tan. 
I'm sorry I left the Sig's pork sword, but your smokes ain't worth prison. So now, I've got a useless printing equipment in my basement, taking up space that could have been hidden. Perfectly good, newly legitimate liquor. I'd say you're all halfwits, but that'd be giving you too much credit. That ain't fair. Really? Ain't you the idiot who thought you could raise your IQ by standing on a chair? Tis a sad day for an Irishman when his sons fail at finding honest work. It's bad enough that Kitty's bar is now fully legal, which does make the fact it's so hard to find a bit of a problem. I fear the name of Tally is doomed to fade and disappear. Don't say that, Star. Peter's right. We'll pull a job that'll have everyone talking again. Richard's right. Don't lose hope. Be the murder filler done, post a befas, nick a dirt and out a perler, ne billion a cure de iller arman. It'd be nice if that were true, Parksward, but what job could that be? I might have the answer to that. No, I forgot! Shim me go grieve me in a near on a befulisic, goes in the masvernaiga dull, pierce a fianimitad in a gossip to brassy. Where are your manners? You can't be scaring people like that. Poke swords here's got a delicate constitution. And just who, in the name of St. Patrick Shillelagh, are you? More importantly, how'd you find this place? John Doucet, Chicago Blower. Well, I guess that'll do until you find real work. It's a paper. I'm a reporter. I stand by me statement. And as for how I found this place, it was easy. Duches can always find a little man in the boat. I think I'm in love. Here's your free drink. My dear, you're as talented as you are attractive. Take that back. She's plenty talented. Shut up, Big Willie. It's an rude man. It can be full to tonale shakaraf soon. For the last time, it's a birthmark, and I've been told it's quite becoming. It is. It's becoming bigger every year. If we could focus, I believe Mr. Duchet here was after mentioning a job opportunity. Yes, I'm making it my mission to unmask the shade and the vamp. Forget it. We tried that already. I know. But I have a plan that can actually work. Well, you can't do any worse. To see Milrora I'm not even sure that's physically possible. Quiet, Parksword. Let him talk. I'm going to let it be known that you lot are planning a major job at City Hall. We are? Why didn't anybody tell me that? Quiet, you daft fool. He means he's going to make like we are, so we'll lure the shade and the vamp in. Exactly. Then, when they arrive, you jump them. Um, you have seen the vamp fight, right? And the shade has the devil's own look. Don't you worry. While you distract them, 
I have a surprise in store for those masked morons. Just be at City Hall in an hour. It sounds a bit... We're in. Anything you say. <sighs> Excellent. Until then. Well, children, it seems the tallies are on the rise once again. Assuming this douche don't turn sour on us. You keep your civil tongue in your head. Kitty and Kitty in a swigira. Kitty is a singi. But Kitty doesn't know how to climb a tree. <clears throat> Act two, scene two. A tale done by an idiot. Little man and fat boy get to work. Theo and Wednesday kill time awaiting the mayor's return by strolling down Michigan Avenue. Well, strolling might be too strong a word for it. Wednesday, we've been walking for 20 minutes and we've only passed three stores. Why do you keep stopping? I'm window shopping, Theo. That's ridiculous. None of these stores sell windows. That's ten demerits. Seems fair. Meanwhile, across the street... Two low-rent gumshoes were equally confused. Why do they keep stopping? How are we supposed to follow somebody who don't go nowhere? She's window shopping. That don't make no sense. None of those stores even sell windows. Every time you open your mouth, you subtract from the sum total of human knowledge. Gee, and my teachers always said I was lousy at math. They're looking around. Act nonchalant. Do, 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 just tie in my shoe. You call that nonchalant? What do you want from me? I ain't never been chalant before. How do I know what's nonchalant? Back on their side of the street, Theo had noticed something in the reflection of a store window. Wednesday, look at the reflection in the store window. What do you see? That hat store across the street is having a sale. I need a new hat. Maybe something with flowers, or fruit, or... <gasps> Do you think they make hats with pockets? Seriously? I admit I may have gone overboard for a minute there. While a fruit-covered hat would help with the on-the-go snacking, I was referring to the two palookas tying their shoes in slow motion. They look nonchalant. Really? I guess. I've never seen anyone be chalant before, so... Though they do look a bit familiar. I think I clocked them a couple times during our walk. Wait, do you know what this means? That the best way to make sure we never have to worry about a depressed economy again is by signing up for the Veterinary Medicine Correspondence course from Bowser University? At Bowser University, you can learn at your own pace without the pesky and annoying prodding and criticism of trained professors constantly looking over your shoulder. It is a lot easier to progress quickly when you don't have know-it-alls pointing out your mistakes. And every new lesson comes with everything you need. Tools, step-by-step -step instructions, and for some reason, plenty of plastic bags. It is important to practice cleanliness. For anyone who has had a passing interest in animals, or at the very least making money off them, Bowser University's Veterinary Medicine Correspondence Course is the answer. It's true. If there's one thing you can count on, it's the fact that people will spend an inordinate amount of money if it involves their pet. And Bowser University guarantees that if you complete their course, you'll have a document to prove it. While documentation is important, 
And who doesn't love the ability to help cute animals? What I meant was, I think we're being followed, and there's only one person who can be behind it. You're right. It's gotta be... Do Clemens! Play. Wait, what? Why would Clemens be following us? I think he's suspicious about some items on my expense report. I told you not to put that gross of combs on there. Hair this good takes work, Morning. I guess that explains the vat of Vitalis. I'm a grown man, Morning. Do you expect me to use some greasy kid stuff? Focus! I think John is having us followed to try to get to the shade and the vamp. Just then... Telegram! Telegram! Telegram for little man and fat boy! Private investigators hired by John Duchesne to follow Theodore Rockwell and Wednesday morning in order to get to the shade and the vamp! I don't know how you do it, Wednesday. Hey, pipe down, will ya? Please, lower your volume as you are undermining the covert nature of our operation. You little man and fat boy! What do you think, genius? Hand it over. Sorry, it's a singing telegram. You gotta be pulling my leg. I do feel this situation is becoming unfairly farcical. One, two, three, four. Little man! <coughs> Little man and fat boy, it's your employer, John Duchesne. Hope you're still on the trail of Theo Rockwell and Wednesday. Don't let them know the tallies are planning to visit the mayor for reasons bad. Or they might just tell their good friends, dangerous vamp or hapless Shad. Shad? What? It had to rhyme! What was the point of sending us that telegram? Hey, I don't write them, I just sing them. <laughs> Tell your friends about us. Deus Ex Machina telegrams. Oh yeah, I'll be sure to spread the word about mocking your ex day. Um, tip? Never play poker with a man called Pops. Beep beep. Theo, did you hear that? <laughs> sure did. Catchy tune. Swear I've heard it before. Maybe it's Cab Calloway's new record. Theo, hmm? the tallies are going to do something to the mayor. We have to stop them. What about our tails? They may be able to follow Theodore Rockwell and Wednesday morning, but I doubt they can keep up with the shade and the vamp. Crackerjack thinking, Wednesday. Let's go! Okay, but I'm not changing in a phone booth again. Hey, where are they going? They must have overheard a telegram. Come on, to City Hall! Right! Are you serious? Sorry, got carried away. Act 2, Scene 3. Hanging with Cliff. Things reach a boiling point. Within an hour, a lone figure stood outside City Hall, holding a sign which read, This crane's a wrecking ball, and hurling insults at both the building and passers-by. Tatu is my fach, smells on the donor, is full yom too, said fach a befeel of your bar. 
taught to assume our spas. At least I assume those are insults. Honestly, he could be reading a shopping list for all I know. Just as Porksword was hitting his stride, two familiar black-clothed figures arrived. All right, Porksword, what's the skinny? What beef do the tallies have with the mayor? Uff, I suck! And I don't give a full more for our beer! Well, that clears that right up. Come on, Porksword, you know us. If your complaint is legitimate, we'll help you any way we can. Huh? I said we'll help you any way we can. Huh? We'll help you any way we can! You heard em, boys. The Shade and the Vamp in league with criminals to bring down city government. Hey, I've got a question for you, everybody. We've been set up. Duché, I knew I smelled something funny. We have nothing to do with the tallies. Oh, it's backing out of our deal you're wanting, is it? Get him! The entire tally clan fell to with our heroes. The shade acted quickly. The daggers of darkness! Ha! But uselessly... Sorry, I just washed my daggers and I can't do a thing with them. And while the vamp held her own using a combination of Tai Chi, um, trick roping, Yee-haw! and competitive baking, Duché had an ace up his sleeve. Now, boys, make that two jokers. All right, you two, take that. Did someone just hit me in the knee? He got me in the keister. Hey, I gotta work with what I got. Why, you... But while our heroes were distracted by Little Man... The element of surprise surely beats physical competence. And in a flash, the Shade and the Vamp were trussed up like Christmas turkeys helpless before John Duché and the press. Prepare yourselves, gentlemen of the press. I, John Duché from the Chicago Blower, We know who you are, John. will now unmask the Shade and the Vamp. Will Duché succeed? Obviously. Will the Shade and the Vamp be able to find other vigilante work? In a depression? Where's Rosa and her broom when you need her? I do some when I break. These cliffhanger questions will be thoughtfully considered next week on the thrilling conclusion of Throwing Shade Over Exposure. Throwing Shade is brought to you by Chicago's premier storefront theater company, Eclectic Full Contact Theater. Sponsored by Bowser University's Veterinary Medicine Correspondence Course. Created by Sarah Siegel and Andrew Pond. Written by Andrew Pond. Directed by Catherine Siegel. Starring the voice talents of Mike Drugan, Daniel Hool, Noelle Fleiss, Stephen McClure, Kaylee Osterman, Andrew Pond, and Rochelle Prue. Our Foley artist is Lori Iyer. Our engineer is us. And I'm your narrator, Noelle Kleiss. 
Special thanks to Tina Salamone. Tune in next week. Same shade time, same shade station. Hello, everyone. I'm Andrew Pond. And I'm Sarah Siegel. You may remember us from such podcasts as the one you were just listening to. We'd like to thank you for joining us and hope you've enjoyed the adventures of Theodore Rockwell and Wednesday Morning. And The Shade and the Vamp. If so, please head over to Eclectic Full Contact Theater's Throwing Shade Patreon page at www.patreon.com EFCT and become a patron. You can support Throwing Shade for as little as a dollar a month. That may be the literal definition of a pittance. Become a patron today and join such luminarious folks as Mike Drugan. Luminarious? What? It's a word. Anyway, becoming a patron gets you access to behind-the-scenes videos, episode outtakes, merchandise, and much, much more, including the opportunity to ask us anything. I myself am an open book. More like a picture book. Be glad it's not a pop-up. So, head over to patreon.com EFCT to support Eclectic Full Contact Theater's Throwing Shade. And head over to eclectic-theater.com to find out what else Eclectic Full Contact Theater is up to. Say goodnight, Andrew. Goodnight, Andrew. Bye.